I think it's common when you are leading a school or a district, you feel like you're supposed to have all the answers, right? Like I am the decision maker. I need to know, I need to be the expert of all the things. And in working with us and especially across the system and having the support at every level, it feels like, you know, you have permission and actually are encouraged to use your people. You cannot do it alone. Welcome to Unlock 360, the podcast that delves into education, systems, and leadership. I'm your host, Edwina Adams, and on the show today, we have Kristen Buchek. She is the systems improvement coach for LTL 360, along with Heather Tapascio, the director of elementary education in Vallejo City Unified School District, and Cassie Gossett, the director of categorical grants in Vallejo City Unified School District. Thank you for joining us today. Make sure to stick around to the end of the episode to receive your coaching session driven by a research-based leadership competency assessment. Check out the link in the description and you can get the four key steps you must take now to stop your educators from leaving. Heather and Cassie, will you tell us a bit about yourself and your work with Vallejo City Unified School District? I joined Vallejo City Unified in uh, just before 2002 as a teacher, then became teacher leader, and ultimately a principal and then director of elementary programs. Um, I've been in my current role for about four years, and I'm excited to lead, you know, the instructional improvements that um, are, that we're pushing forward in our district. And you, Cassie? Um, It seems like I may have joined Vallejo City Unified around the same time as Heather, October of 2001. Um, I came in as a support teacher and then moved into a teacher leader role before working with categorical programs. Um, Then I headed back to the school site as a principal and I've been in my current role for almost two years. So um, I too um, am excited to see where this work can go especially in how we can utilize our supplemental resources to make sure um, we see amazing student outcomes. Thank you. What was your partnership like when it first began with LTL 360? When I was first introduced to Wendy, it was through a project to look at our instructional priorities work and um, really, really define them and make them clear and accessible to all of our partner groups, whether that be our teachers and our principals, and and really define what are the look and listen for us that we want to see in our classrooms. So that was our first project with LTL, and that has since um, developed into work around our district leadership teams, defining not just our instructional practices as we want to see them, um, but also our PDIS practices, our SEL practices, um, all of those things coming together in a comprehensive way. And LTL has supported us in streamlining and kind of um, giving real defined um, borders to what we want to see and and develop it in a way that's communicable to our greater community. Okay, great. Kristen, do you have anything to add to your initial time working with them? Um, I think Heather hit it nicely. Uh, my work specifically is more at the school site level, and I get to really engage with the site leaders and their site leadership teams, um, if they have them, if they don't, then that's where our work begins and we we develop that site leadership team. Um, and then also got to start some work with a PBIS team um, that works across all levels throughout the district to help just build, build the coherence, build the understanding and the alignment across 
the different priorities that Heather spoke of, the different systems that are in place. And um, it's been really exciting to see how so many different levels can come together and and stay the course, you know. So well, it's been fun great. to support that. Well, speaking of that, you ladies, did you have, um, how were your site administrators? Were they receptive to this? So yes, um, thankfully at the start, when we started the work around the instructional priorities, site leaders were brought into the process to be part of that development um, to make sure we had those voices um, in the school buildings at the table. Um, and so those folks who participated were then able to kind of be ambassadors to other site principals and site leadership to bring that forward. I think that site principals have been uh, receptive because they've seen the coherence grow. As they've seen things have an impact and seen the clarity and been able to see the message in action, then their support of our projects with LTL has, has grown. You never walk in the door and just get um, full buy-in from a group of folks who've been around in a system for a really long time until you start kind of showing the proof of action, right? And so um, because we've made some gains and strides in this relationship, I think it's been, um, we've been able to just, you know, show the course, the course as it goes forward. That's great. Cassie, did you have anything? I do just want to add that I think um, LTL 360's approach and consistency and how they've worked with us and how our trainings have, have gone have, have really been a benefit. And our site leaders have learned to trust this process because it's grounded in research, but also um, supported by the data. And the strategies are implemented in a collaborative effort where we're all moving forward, as Heather and Kristen have both said, coherently and in lock, not in necessarily in lockstep, but trying to really move together um, with a similar approach. That's awesome. I would love <laughs> to speak to this question, too, because I think I really wanted to hear what the district office reps had to say or representatives um, because I got to see day one what it's like with, with each of these site administrators. And what I took away is it's not perfect on the first day. It's kind of like, oh, here you are. You're another person to tell me how we're going to fix things at my school or, you know, what I'm doing. And most of the leaders said, right, I see I see y'all nodding. Like, and I can imagine being the deliverer of, hey, you now have this new coach that's coming in. Um, and so for me, the answer would be it really depends. Um, some administrators day one are so thirsty and they're like, I will take any thought partnership, any direction that you, whoever you are, have to give me, right? Um, and then you have others who are kind of like, oh, this is another thing to add to my plate of a billion other initiatives, priorities, whatever we want to call them. Um, and so it really does come down to building that trust with them. And, and, and once they see that we're not here to give you another program or another thing that's going to fix you, you know, be a quick fix. We're here to take the amazing supports you already have, the work that you've already done and bring that together and put it into, um, you know, implementation. And, and they know that we're coming back, you know, we're going to help you with the follow through on these things. I think that that helps build the trust. And then the other thing I would say that I've learned specifically with, especially the new leaders, is I think it's common when you are 
leading a school or a district, you feel like you're supposed to have all the answers, right? Like I am the decision maker. I need to know, I need to be the expert of all the things and in working with us and especially across the system and having the support at every level, it feels like, no, you have permission and actually are encouraged to use your people. You cannot do it alone. And so just to kind of reiterate, it's it's the it's the implementation support, it's the it's the follow through, it's kind of being like a little. I sometimes call myself like a little gnat, like here I am again. Like remember that thing we said we were going to do. Here's what we're going to do it, and then they start to see that having a focus, having um, you know, having that support is really helpful. Accountability, so, account ex- accountability. <laughs> there it is, accountability. So we help them do that, especially as new leaders. You have so much on your plate. So um, permission to share the share the leadership. And uh, yeah, and, and take what you're already doing and hopefully make it better. So this is a great time to remind the listeners that you can go to the link in the description and learn more about LTL 360 and get the four key steps you must take now to stop your educators from leaving. So let me ask you, what effect will this work have on the students in your district? Priorities and plans that are part of our work, right, from the LCAP to um, schools, uh, single plan for student achievement at the school site, um, but all of them come back to a literacy focus for us. And what our, what our primary goal is, is to send children through our system with the literacy skills they need to be successful. At its core, that is our, our primary goal. Um, and in order to do that, we need very specific um, action steps and markers to move forward. The entire system to rally around very clear instructional practices. So um, our goal is to kind of strip away the excess and really clarify for folks what's important. And I think that's where LTL has kind of helped us give give some some the skeleton to those plans. They can't do it for us. We can't do it for the classroom. You know, it, it has to happen in the classroom but we can strip away the excess message and say, these are the things that are important. Here's how we're gonna move forward as a system. Here are the non-negotiables. And, um, and here's where you get to play in the sandbox, right? To, you know, to be creative, to do all those things. But at its core, we need children to get a year's worth of gain from a year's worth of instruction. And, um, and and so if we are successful in sending that message and we are successful in getting those types of actions to occur in the classroom, then we'll see the benefit to our kids. Um, first good instruction every day, all day, right? I, I just want to echo what Heather said in terms of, you know, what we would like to see from this work is our students, you know, being able to demonstrate grade level mastery of standards, but also evidence of the coherence across our system to where, you know, they're going to get um, messaging or instructional strategies that are similar across the K-12 so that um, whether our students are at um, an elementary school or a K-8 or a middle school or a high school, they're going to be able to build their skills as they persist through our system. There's, and if I could add one more thought, um, and I'm looking at a lot of data this week, right? I'm immersed in academic data this week. And what we've identified in our district is it's a high rate of variability. And so Cassie spoke to 
you know, if you're at an elementary school or a K-8 or a K-6 or whatever, um, your experience as a student should be consistently high quality, regardless of the school you're in, regardless of your economic status, regardless of your uh, race and ethnicity. Those should not be predictors of your success. And if we are providing high quality instruction everywhere you go, then those become less predictable. And we're able to kind of reduce that variability and all children you know, achieving at a level that, that we can be much more proud of. I love that. Thank you. Did you have I anything? would, Yeah, I would love to add on to everything they said. It really is about how are we going to reach every single student, even those who are furthest from opportunity. And research actually shows, and John Hattie, um, people in the education world are probably very familiar with him, edu celebrity, uh, big influencer. He's done a lot of research on what really impacts student success and what has the greatest effect size on student achievement, student results, regardless of background and where they come from and, and the experiences they've had. And the number one effect is collective teacher efficacy, which in you know layman's terms is collaboration amongst teachers with the belief that students can succeed. And so getting people together and actually talking about student learning sounds super basic, but a lot of things can, can be roadblocks for that. Time, scheduling, um, contracts, right? What, when are we allowed to have teachers come together and talk about you know, evidence of student learning and what they're doing? So part of our work is to really help build the system or help think of ways to get teachers in a room together and prioritize what those conversations are about and, and help the school determine based on all of this data Vallejo has so much data to work with and to look at. It's, okay, so now that we have all this information, what are we going to do to act on it? And the biggest effect in research says uh, teachers coming together with the belief that they matter and what they do with their kids in those classrooms and at the school site matters. I believe that. Even if you have a good mindset, you have to have some accountability and just um, – reminding you all the time what your true focus is. And so there's, that is there's great. limited time when you're in the room together, you know, and there's so many different things that they're they're working on day to day. So how are we prior, prioritizing that predicted and protected time? Mm -hmm. So we are coming together. We know there's an assembly next week. We know you've got, you know, back to school night tonight. We know you've got parent conferences. We know report cards are coming up. But right now we're talking about what we're teaching and did the kids know it? If they didn't get it, what are we going to do differently? And sharing best practices with one another. It's getting teachers to see that they are not alone either. You cannot be on an island in this profession um, or else you're not going to see results for kids. And that's what we're all about. Heather, what was your perception of the, of the change and what it's been like on the district's team and others involved? I was, I was thinking about that question and um, I, I think I think the change is not so much in um, at least at, at our district level and our district level teams and site administrators. It's not so much a change in perception or belief or a change in um, uh, in in our mindset because we're a very equity minded group. We're very um, uh, systems oriented group. We really we really value um, high quality direct instruction 
in our classrooms, right? So our values are not a, a change. The perception of that is not a change. Where LTL was able to kind of support and where I see the value is in, um, is in that organizational piece and how things are presented and that um, being that collaborative partner around how to kind of just be that other voice um, sometimes someone can hear me say something 50 times, but it's that, it's that outside voice that comes in and provides a slightly different twist on how, um, that, that offers, offers some kind of boost to the message that's been there. Um, so we've had a strong message around, um, high quality first direct, direct instruction, um, especially around literacy, but through those collaborative conversations, we've been able to. Um, uh, you know, provide a, a foundation to build upon and, and really send that messaging of coherence um, broadly through the system in such a way that um, even teachers are expressing that they are starting to see the coherence. And some of that work is through LTL, some of that work is just through our district teams and priorities that we had that just kind of align with LTL's work already, right? It's, you know, um, so it wasn't like there was this magic pill that we took and everyone, you know, was all of a sudden on the bandwagon. But it it did help us kind of trim away the fat, you know, and say, here's our message. And our message is singular. And here's what we're looking for. I've had um, a couple of educational partner groups um, last school year that I worked with. And part of the work was me presenting some introductory kind of state of the state for our school district. Um, and so I would use the slides that we've been using at our district leadership team meetings. For example, the boardroom to the classroom where we're focusing at every level on impacting student outcomes, um, our model around coherence. Um, and I would speak to the instructional priorities and the work that we are doing with LTL 360. And then those partners had the opportunity to go out to our school sites and talk with our leaders and teachers and even our parents. And in the debriefs, you know, some of the feedback has been what you said in that introduction, we heard from others across your organization. And so were things perfect? No. We have, you know, things that we need to work on and we're, we're in motion to grow. But the fact that people could come from the outside, hear what we're trying to do, and then see it in action, I felt like those are the things that we need to continue to collect so that we are really measuring our progress in multiple ways. Working with LTL 360, it's really not about the quick fix right? We're, we're so quick to try and find a solution to things um, because we want our students to be successful. But if we're really going to create deep, sustainable change, that takes a lot of effort. And so I feel like working with LTL 360 and the work that the district leadership team has done um, has been around building this frame to where the frame is strong, it's supported by good research, and data informs us as we're moving along. So I feel like, once again, LTL 360 
has has kind of brought us that frame for our actions. Um, yeah, and I'll just add to that. Um, I do I, I do appreciate strongly like the different types of data we've looked at, um, the data work happening at the school sites. Um, I've seen Kristen in action with site leadership teams and just refocusing them around around the data and then refocusing those conversations to to be um, around actions related to the data. Um, in, in our district leadership team meetings, we've looked at data that I might not have normally look at, right? And like our, our learning walk data, where we're looking at the individual tasks assigned to students and the quality of those tasks and assigning them um, a success rate in the classroom. As, a, as an observer in a classroom, I might not typically have made note of those things, but now I do. So that has been a new way of looking at um, uh, observational data that, that is new for us and that I think is, is supportive of the work we're doing. And, um, and the other thing is, you know, we talk about the work of LTL and leading district leadership teams, but there's also been this release back to the district leaders, the actual BCUSD leaders to, um, so that it's not just the sage on the stage saying, hey, we're the, we're the um, experts and we're gonna tell you how to do it, but that release back to district and site um, leaders to be the messengers of the work as well. Um, and so that's really important because we don't intend for LTL to be here forever, right? And so building capacity is a big piece. I know, so sad. I know, I know. <laughs> but that is the goal. I mean, it's all about sustainability, you know? Right, we want to, and so it, it is that sustainability piece as we've learned um, some strategies and practices and again, how to trim the excess away and stay focused on a singular important message. Um, I think that capacity building has been important as well. Yeah, I just want to add on to that. I really want to commend the leaders, not just the ones sitting here on the screen, but the others who have, every, every single person is involved somehow. So I've worked with schools where, yes, we are, you know, aiming towards the same sort of systems improvement and coherence and leadership at all levels. But Vallejo has really, really made a concerted effort to make sure that even if I'm working with it's supposed to be a principal and their lead teachers. There's a district leader there as well. Not to be the one facilitating the meeting, but to first be there as a lead learner, which we highly believe is one of the best practices out there, right? Learning at every level. And be it really, it adds a level of support to the teachers where they can ask a quick question and it kind of cuts out the middleman sometimes. Like a district leader has has a lot more information that they can shed light on when it comes to, um, especially right now when we're talking about the instructional priorities. Okay, well, can I do this? Or is this okay with the district? If we, and you know, you've got, a, you've got an immediate answer right there. And if not, these leaders are very open to kind of discussing it. So that in itself, it is messy work. So I know that none of us are sitting here saying, okay, and then now it's just, it's beautiful after this one year. Um, it takes time, but the conversations have gotten started and have moved so far ahead. I think if you could look and just lay out all of the work that's been done just by being able to get people in the room to have these conversations, um, you, you already know that it's impacting kids for the better and that's 
what we're all here for. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Remember to hit the notification button so you don't miss an episode. 